What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Bless. I'm here with my co-host, Let Me Know. Uh-huh. This is the Moment of Truth podcast. And this week, we got a very special guest, a Montreal legend, an OG in mm-hmm. the game, a close friend of mine, Plattenberg's own, Montreal's friends? own, sometimes we're close friends, <laughs> DJ Quite Sane, welcome to the show. What's Thank happening? you for What's coming, happening? my brother. Thank Pleasure you for to be coming. here. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for coming. So we're jumping off like this, Montreal. This is the first official episode, the moment yes, of truth. Sir. Yes, sir. What we do here is serve up the facts, no bullshit, and we kind of are trying to shed a light on Canadian hip-hop on Montreal as a whole. Bless, if I can jump in for a sec. Hip-hop in general, right? Hip-hop in general. We're, we're talking hip-hop in general. It just so happens that we got two veterans in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, right. in the, the hot seats, we'll call it tonight. The hot seats. And <laughs> bo- both these guys, are, are, they've traveled the world and back. Uh, Montreal natives, but at the same time, these are not your local uh, $25 an hour studio kind of guys. These are, uh, these are big players <laughs> in the game. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Today, today's goal is obviously to talk about Montreal because you guys just know so much about it. But at the same time, like if you guys want to just share some stories about the road and stuff, I, I, I want to hear them personally, and I'm sure everyone else wants to hear them too. So uh, I know Montreal started when Biggie didn't show up, right? That's pretty <laughs> much where the Montreal rap scene started. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys take it from there. Where it started for you. Where it started for me. For yeah, you. exactly. Like, I don't, <laughs> well, I think, I think the best person to answer that, you know... Um, early in the scene when when the scene was developing when hip-hop was first blowing up commercially uh would be would be my guest right here speak on yeah. it. how did you get in Let, let's hear about you when did, did it you when did it start DJing? well back in the days there was these block parties we used to have it used to be behind my, marymount that mm-hmm. used to be up by coast st luke and uh i'd ride my bike to the to the uh to the jams the park jams mm-hmm. and had his dj playing ldg mm-hmm. and uh I never saw the DJ because we were in the back. Dane, what year are we talking? Oof. Gotta be talking. Uh, 88, 89. Yeah, about that. 88, 89 was the beginning of of a scene emerging in Montreal. Well, hip hop, the party scene. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, And I got, I caught that DJ bug just seeing how he controlled the crowd. Yeah. The crowd's reactions, yeah. and I still never saw the DJ, but I knew what he was doing. I could hear what he was doing. Yeah, and uh, and at that time, he used to DJ inside the truck. These have these big U-Haul trucks. Wow, they car- carry the sound and everything. A and real like sound it. clash, like a real like. Well, not, not really, because you would DJ inside the truck. That's crazy, but I never knew why. That's dope. We should bring until that a gunshot back. went off. Wow, <laughs> and it just closed the door. <laughs> <laughs> And protect all yeah, the equipment yeah. and drive off. Like, oh, fuck sucks for you guys. And then and the speakers were out of the truck as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was outside. That is so but, dope. So it was yeah. almost like a food truck for the, of sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is sick. Dope. We that's, should that's, bring that back. That's bro. something we should definitely bring back. That's we something you got to think about. Uh, yeah, got sound or, no, now we got the sound ordinance and everything. Like, that's hard. People haven't seen that in what, like 20 years? Yeah. About right? That. Well, longer than that. So I, I've never seen it personally. That's I like the food truck idea. At least 30 years. I mean, like now you have these mini festivals, like the Mural Festival. Now, yeah, we'll say it wrong, like in hip hop. But I love the concept yeah. of the DJ being in the truck that yeah, doesn't yeah. even unpack shit. It's 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 a a mobile party. Yeah, yeah. It's a dope. mobile party. It's dope. Really it's dope. dope. Really dope. Um, after the park, they bring it, you. They bring f- you inside, or you're you're staying outside for a little a little while longer. No, he's a kid at the nah, time. I'm he rode his bike. Like, 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 you're a kid, so on the ride back home, like when <laughs> like, when, he, when do you actually touch? The turntables. When does this, this? Oh, this is years later. This years later. This I don't want to fast forward too much. Give, give us a little more if you can. Maybe like uh, when I actually trash the turntables, I have to go to my friend's house, uh, Anthony Marshall, it was DJ Reality at the time, and that's the only time I had, to, I got a chance to like, touch them and practice. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Until I, uh, I stole my first pair of turntables. <laughs> Everybody, did. every authentic DJ in hip hop from from the from 1200s, the, tr- from the true expensive. school. Jacked a pair of twelve hundreds, and that's how they got started. Whether it was a man. promoter that owed money, whether it was literally fresh off the truck, whether from it was a, a house too. party from a club, whatever. I've heard this story from every <laughs> yeah. single DJ I know. Well, we great. got it from a club. This is a club that had uh, multiple floors, so they had the restaurant at the bottom, mm. and the club was on the top. Mm. So we sneak in because they left the doors open. We Sound figured, it, we figured that out. We figured that out like. Couple times like, oh, nobody's ever here. Okay, we're coming back. So we run up the stairs, 
we start unplugging shit on fucking turntables, mixer. Like, do not turn off, do not touch the fucking radio because the music's playing the you restaurant downstairs. Right, right. Yeah. You don't want to set off any alerts, any any type. One of idiot. Boop, music stop. Fuck. Let's get out of here. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. In the middle of winter too, so we're gone, man. Two turntables in the arm. Because back then, a pair of Technique, a pair of twelve hundreds, and a mixer costed what? Five grand, four grand? Nah, not that much. Like each turntable. Each turntable was like at least six hundred. Like same thing, the same price now. 12. So two Gs. Yeah, for, yeah. But two Gs back then depending was on the like mix, depending ten on the grand mix, like, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't even imagine having enough money to buy that back then. Like, nah. like to scale. You know what I'm exactly. saying? You were like, yeah, oh yeah. man, I'll I remember never be seeing able to save that back up. in the day. There was like the NPCs in the back of the source. Right. They were like like two hundred, three hundred for like the when the blue one came out, whatever. No, no, the MPC two thousand was like thirty six hundred dollars. Right, but then they yeah, came yeah. out with the smaller one. That was a smaller one. Oh, okay, like a, a little mini, one. a little right. Yeah, yeah. Like a G note or something. I'm like, maybe I get into this. <laughs> it never happened. I just like, like I admired it from afar. But yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I had affordable. Asked, I had asked my folks. Right, I was getting into trouble. I was going to I was going to a public school. Right. right. Getting into trouble, I wasn't really going to school. I had like a thirty percent average. Kids stay in school, don't follow me. That's a great average. <laughs> at all, ball. at all. If you're, if you're playing really ball, that's a great average. average. That's so like, just for attendance. So my folks were like, "Listen, we want to <laughs> put you just write your name at the top of the test. <laughs> we and you get ten points. <laughs> I think. I, 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 I think. I, I think. Any, any no, a thirty percent grade average. That's my overall average. That's <laughs> even worse than what you're laughing at me for. Like that's that's kind that's of you called your name wrong. That's counting. That's counting, that's counting gym class. That's counting like civic. Yeah, that's but the, for gym class. But, but the one award I did win in my high school career was the most absent. Okay. I had the most absences in my whole school, and there was like eighteen hundred kids in that school. So that you was got, a hell of an accomplishment. That wasn't hard to figure out. That was a, a hell of a great average. <laughs> a hell of an accomplishment. So my folks said, "Listen, you're on the wrong path," and. We want to put you in private school, and you'll thank us one day. And I said, fuck no, I'm not going to private school. I'm not going to relate with any of those kids, and I'd rather die. So then I said, being the business, <laughs> so being the businessman. So, so no, because, you know, like all my friends were in public school. Yeah, yeah. You know how it was to go to private school. It was like, you know, like yeah, back yeah. then it was different, right? So I was like, all right, all right, all right. I'm a businessman. And I said, what I wanted most You're in the business world, kid. business kid, <laughs> well, now I'm a businessman. So I was always open to negotiation. So I was, um, <laughs> so I said to my folks, okay, I tell you what, I will voluntarily go to the school of your choice and I will clean up my act and get a passable grade average. But what I want more than anything in the world is the MPC 2000. I want to learn to make beats, mm. right? right? And this is when like Mob Deep, you know what I mean? was like the hottest shit on planet Earth. <laughs> I wanted to make those. So he finagled his way out of going to private school. Hold up. No, not even you though. Know, you held your you parents hostage. My parents were smart. <laughs> my parents were smart, but they couldn't afford even to send me to that school. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they're like, oh, already like it's a stretch to send you. You know what I mean? So my pops was smart. He said, you know what? He said, if you last a whole year at that school, and you get a passing average, shit. I'll buy you that fucking MPC, my G. I lasted three weeks at the school. <laughs> my pops had a good laugh. He said, well, just so you know, I wasn't really going to buy it for you anyway. I said, no problem. Send me back to public school. I was back within one month. True of story. Of course. And then I was like, yo, it was like, you know, when you come back to jail, you're like, oh, Flacco, what's up, what's up? And I was like back in my element, you know? I came back in class like, poof. I just sat down there, like, oh, but he's back. You know what I mean? Like, Where were you? I'm like, don't worry about it. I had to go out, and then I came back in. <laughs> so um, basically, my parents are fools because I would probably be like an accomplished producer by now, making that sweet publishing fair, money. Fair. Right. But, and I just got screwed out of my dream, at bro. The, at the that same time, crushing. you did earn like one knob on the MPC. And you never I earned it. nothing. <laughs> and I got nothing. I got thrown out of that school in three weeks, bro. Damn. I knew I wasn't going to gel. This um, wasn't going to work for me. Three guys, weeks. Back to Montreal hip hop. Great story, by the way. I really enjoyed <laughs> that you. one. I had a good laugh. Oh, yeah, that's what we were talking that, about. That, that, that I didn't, how did we get there? I didn't know. <laughs> NPC 2000. I'm traumatized. Anytime I hear the NPC, I'm like, uh, 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 stay focused. Right. Yes. Pri private school, like, fuck that shit, right? Uh, fuck that shit. <laughs> Not even worth an NPC in 97, 96. Um, we, were, we were talking about you running up in the club, don't turn the radio off. 
So Sane runs so in the your, club. You so I got my turntables. He scores right? his first turntables. I got my turntables. You start. So I start honing your DJing. skills. Yeah, starts honing my skills. Who at the time when you start DJing mm. was hot as DJs and as local artists? Fuck yeah, great question. Uh, Who was relevant even? Like, let's talk about. Okay, that. I'll say. Um, well, this is the beginning of. Um, this is the beginning of hip hop. This is before I even got the turntables. Mm. So who was relevant there in the rap scene? When you start DJing, just start trying to get nice in the basement at the crib. 89, 90. Who? Who's popping? Who's performing? Music, oh, uh, Shades Chuck of Culture? Ice. Chuck, Chuck Ice. Ice. Shout out Chuck Ice. That's the homie. Chuck Ice. Well, this is before, I think, at the same time, Shades of Culture is coming up. Mm -hmm. Chuck Shades Ice Culture. is already there. Yeah, so Chuck Ice, Wavy One, uh -huh. DJ Ray. Was those flight are like, those hosting are parties those yet? Are like the rock was flight and, hosting parties yet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flight was like, it was always flight. Yeah. It was flight, LDG, yeah. uh, DJ Tough. Mm -hmm. uh, Ricky D and Shahid aren't doing was, parties was, yet. Ricky D. Ricky D's around. Are, Ricky are D came like. Anything at this, at this point? Gary T. Yeah, Ricky D and Gary were doing Gary parties. Gary my T. former manager, my original Shape. manager was Gary T. Oh, yeah? When I was a kid. Before I met any of you guys. Damn. It was Gary T. Uh, mm -hmm. actually, yeah. Ricky wasn't really wasn't promoting really yet. He was more of a flyer boy, okay. and then he got into and then he got into uh, promotion, and uh, they were doing a lot of fun for Fa Fitz and Fabian. Mm -hmm. I remember them. Fitz and Fabian, and uh, yeah. So back to Montreal scenes after DJ Ray, Chuck Ice, mm -hmm. Change of Culture. We had uh, I'm pretty proud of myself. Ice by the way. DJ D Culture, I know MCJ and Cool G. Remember them? <laughs> but then I really. Ah, there, there, there was, was a Scotian. commercial. There was Scotia. But they were here. I don't know yeah, if they were the label. Here. Gotcha. <clears throat> to do something. Gotcha. Oh, I'm trying to remember the song they had. <laughs> oh, shit was so funny, bro. MCJ and Cool G was like a knockoff of who? I don't know, man. I don't know. It was like some really commercial. Like, at the time, it was high tops and polka shit, dots. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kwame so, shit. Like it, like it is now, where like dudes were opening up for like the bigger names and like yeah, that was that was the same vibe that it was. That I'm it, trying to think what the concerts were. Right? Did it did it formulate or were there local shows that like maybe smaller bars and like, you guys were like hosting your own? Well, parties? well, from what I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was talent shows, right. which was a big thing. So yeah. like uh, Lavoie, Shad Academy, all the right. high schools oh, would shit. host talent okay. shows in the auditoriums yeah. and the whole hood would come out. And that's where I got my start they don't do that as no a more, dancer. Do this I, I'm out of, Bro, I'm out of, dumb shows were dangerous though. The cops yeah. would rush those shows and shit was crazy. <laughs> crazy, bro. Not those schools don't looking for him. have the same name anymore. Because <laughs> Definitely not looking for me. <laughs> even I was petrified at, at seven years old. You know, like these were talent shows known where cops. <laughs> known, uh, <laughs> known future troublemaker. Um, these were talent shows that were like, you know, Shades of Culture would be there, Chuck Ice would be there, Flight would host them, um, guys like Sane would rock. And I was, I was a little kid. I was like breakdancing and shit. Domatic. Oh, really? That was Domatic. early. Yeah. Dubmatic uh, right? used to do talent shows in the auditorium of my school. Dice, Faced, Dice B. Dice B. Oh, Dice B and Arcade had a group, right? What was the group called? Dice B and Arcade had a group. Was it Dice B and Arcade? No, not Arcade. Arcade was separate. Uh, Dice, Dice B and B another and dude, right? Yeah, yeah it looks like uh, definitely people watching this that are just like, you're, they're hearing names they haven't heard in a long time. A long time. Keep these names rolling, guys. This is fucking great. But Dice B still has a radio show, so he's still within the scene, okay. uh, in the French scene. Yeah. Are we, are we at Sans Pression yet or not yet? No, not yet. Which vest? Sans Pression. Sans Pression. We're not. No, no, no. They're, no. They're, they're a little bit SB later. SB comes with Ray later, kind of just before we're recording. But actually, Sans Pression was a group before. Yeah. Because it's so like yeah. he was around the same time too. Yeah. They're around that, the same that, time. I think they came a few years after. We're a talking about early after. 90s. They're like mid 90s, late Yeah, 90s. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about early same. 90s still. Yeah. So you're okay, getting in the same. scene. Um, are you playing on CKUT yet on Masters at no, Work? No. Are you doing. Uh, doing Dawson Socials. There you go. So let's House so parties, from there. Dawson socials. So Dawson was having a lot of parties. Right. Dawson was a major hub uh, back then. And also Champlain College, I know, used to have Dawson, crazy Dawson Champlain, and Vanier. Hmm. So it was kind well, of we the, all, the, well, the All the, all the, uh, the day parties. College parties. College parties. And it was a social. lot of talent. We called socials. Yeah. And, uh, there was a lot of talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancers, DJs, rappers. Enoch. Yeah. Oh, e-nice. E-nice. 
was his name. Yeah, yeah, so Enoch is back. Everybody yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. know. Shout out my boy, Ra Enoch. Now he's Ronnie yeah. Enoch. Why Enoch, saw, that's I the homie. I saw him recently. He was getting his, uh, his weed license in the West Island. Oh, yeah? yeah he's yeah. A, See? He's a great guy. He's always been he's always been a supporter of our movement. He, he's been around for a long so, time. Uh, he he's the ultimate... He's the ultimate Queens guy from Montreal. Yeah, he was always going back and forth to Queens and actually interesting tie-in with Enoch. So he used to go by Enice, I believe. At the time, yeah. At the time. And he was rolling with my good friend Frank Boulevard, right. who pre-Ray Ray was right. my original producer. Right. This pre-Platinumberg. Right. So Frank Boulevard and uh, Enoch used to go back and forth to New York. And as a little like 14-year-old kid, I was hearing all these stories and I used to go to my homie's crib in the South Shore. Right. And he had like a crazy like 20,000 record collection. Like yeah, he had yeah, like yeah. a library in his basement. Yeah. So as a kid, just to be able to go through that, it was like crazy. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. he had shoe boxes and shoe boxes of the MPC discettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And he would just play me dirty ass loops and I would just rhyme on him sitting on his bed. And that's how we did some of my first demos right. that originally got me noticed in New York. Right. Then I came back and kind of relinked up with Ray Ray and started making the first demos for what would become Platinum. Talk cool. about Platinumberg, guys. Give us, give us like the uh, the story of how you guys linked up, right? So, I mean, I grew up personally, from my perspective, as a as a young cat, just trying to get a name. You know, what I mean, like doing open mics and and going to house parties and all. Basically, I had a very similar start to him. Uh, instead of the park jams, it was really like the talent shows at Lavoie and Shad mm. and and that whole scene. Mm. Um, I met Gary T. Uh, when Taboo Disc first opened. Oh, man. Yeah, and when yeah, they were yeah. in the basement where yeah, yeah, Aldo yeah. is now, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, on yeah. St. Catherine. And, um, you know, I was always really interested in hip-hop, and uh, me and Gary T got to talking, and he told my folks, like, yo, I want to manage, you know what I mean? I want to manage your son. Just to, just to put it into perspective, there's no white people doing this right now, right? Like Very at few. Time, <laughs> at that time, like, it was, less, there was few. There was less, always, less a little bit few. ahead of, the, of his time, like, this is pre- Well, at eight years old, I think I was right, maybe a little... Saying, like, like, well, then was, like, third base. Mm -hmm. House of Pain, not House even yet. Look, young black teenagers, yeah, right. And there's young black teenagers under white, but YBT, but they were good. They Half were the they were great. I love that song to this day. <laughs> there wasn't a, what I'm trying to say is there wasn't a lot at locally. Time, I think right? he meant a lot of white MCs. Oh, there was one with uh, oh my god, I'm not What's trying to make name? this a race thing. I'm just I'm putting it into perspective where like. Raf, Raf, uh. Oh yeah, yeah, Overproof. Overproof. Boy, Raf from Overproof. Overproof. There was always, but I mean, it was far and few between. Right. Because yeah, hip hop yeah. wasn't as commercialized exactly. as it was I now. Just, it I was remember being in movement. high school buying the album. Like I bought the album. I think I was leaving high school. Like when, when you mean did it Plattenberg? Come? Yeah, when did it come out? Ninety what? Ninety nine. Oh, Plattenberg came out two thousand and three. Two thousand three. Yeah. But I was, I was, in, I was eighteen. CGEP. Yeah, I was eighteen. Yeah. I was in CJEP when it came out. I remember buying it and being like, "Shit, like there's a white dude from Montreal that's like." <laughs> Really, really rhyming with like people that like I know that are on tracks with them, and I'm like, I'm not like I have no affiliation at this point. I'm I'm going to Dawson. I'm smoking cigarettes and hash. And so you it. bought it without even knowing what who blessed was. Didn't even was. know who the man was. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Thank I you. I appreciate. I that's appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that right purchase there. that never went to me. Really? I, I remember none of that the, ever went. I remember to me. seeing the inside uh, booklet and they had the Tupac right. picture, and yeah. I was like, holy fuck, like. And then I heard I heard stories, which I ended up. It was one of the first times we hung out. I asked you, I'm like, do you have a relation to Donald K. Donald? No. Someone told me that this is Donald K. Donald's like grandson or something. <laughs> like, I wish. Why, right? I'd still be papered up to this day if so. You would have got your MP3, man. <laughs> I would have had that MPC. I would have definitely had that MPC. MPC. But what a lot of people maybe didn't realize is pre-Plattenberg, there was like 10 years of work, work for me to get to that first project where I was comfortable enough to put myself out there and right. be like, this is the movement, literally, that was the name right. of it. One thing I've learned about you, it's, it's, it's that. It's that you don't move unless the ground's solid, and right. it's moved like, with the, the proper finesse to, to conquer it. Like, you're not, I like you're to not, do you're my homework. unless you're gonna win. I like to do my homework, and, and, when I, and when I put my name to something, I like it to be timeless, and I like to know I can stand behind it yeah. and be proud of it. And you know, I feel that a lot about what we did together with the whole Plattenberg project. It's been, uh, 2003 till now to how many years is that? 15, 15, 15 years. years. 26 average. And people still, <laughs> there you go. And people still bring it up and yeah. it's still something that's a respected body of work. Yeah. And I'm so proud of that because that's the real only reason I really got into this. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wanted to make timeless shit. Yeah, yeah. So thank you very uh, much for supporting us early in before we even knew each other. I love but I love getting that. back, so I met Gary T. Taboo Disc yeah, Days and then the talent shows and then all of that stuff. So 
I saw a similar perspective. So coming up, I always heard his name as being one of the main top three guys that you would always yeah, we did a lot of parties there. You would always hear either by listening to Masters at Work, you would hear a party. Right. He, you couldn't listen to a hip hop radio show in Montreal and not on one of those commercials here quite yeah. sayings at a party. Yeah. So he was really dominating. And I would say a huge percentage of anybody major that would come to perform here, quite sane, was probably DJing. It was either me or Red Jet or both of us. Yeah. We're doing all uh, those shows. The Biggie, right? You were uh, supposed to DJ the Biggie one? Yeah. And interestingly <laughs> enough, me and go, Red Dread became... So sad now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was too young to attend that show, but I remember hearing about it. I was like, oh, fuck. Um, and the riot that ensued after. But I became good friends with Red Dread, who ended up, introducing me to my first main producer who produced the whole Plattenberg album, Ray Ray. Shout out Ray Ray, who also, for all my French cats who remember, produced Sans Pression and a lot of other people in the French scene. And um, I just kind of felt like by the time me and him got to know each other, that it would just be a natural fit Mm -hmm. for him or Red Dread to be my DJ. So we we linked up um snoop concert at, yeah after a snoop concert during during <laughs> a snoop concert it's an intermission yeah during a snoop center. concert I mean, was, was bless the smoking there? was bless smoking back then a bless never smoked bless never yeah, was smoked. not smoking. Okay. So just drinking like during a snoop dog concert like you definitely just nah. he would die i nah. would <laughs> i'm crazy second out smoke he'll die <laughs> <laughs> i was drinking i was already drinking was we drinker. linked up at the snoop concert and then Where was the snoop show at the time, was it? Uh, like I think it was the Bell Center, yeah, which was called the Molson Center. Yeah, it was, Snoop it was, it was, was Molson, Molson Center back then. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we we linked up that night, and then uh, you know we became great friends, and then ended up doing a lot of stuff together. But do you remember that night? We went to a strip club after, <laughs> and I got thrown out by a dude who looked like Ron Jeremy. <laughs> the Kamasutra. For calling the guy at the do- door dog. <laughs> was that Kamasutra? No, it was at Teasers. Teasers! And, and Uncle Bubs was working security, oh, but he wasn't bad. there. Great throwback do you remember name. that? Yeah. It was me, you, Tactics, my boy Adrian. There Teasers. was a whole bunch of other dudes. We're like 15 guys. We all walk up the road from, um, from the Bell Center. Is where um, Crescent. What's there, what's there now? It was, it was Burger King, and then it became. It used to be a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be a club. I forget the name of the club. <laughs> and now it was, te- and then it was Teasers, and then they just shut it down. And we were going in the strip club because because one of my brothers is like an uncle to me. Rest in peace, you know, Rob, Uncle Bubs, and he was he was bouncing there at the time. So I would always go check him. So I'm like, yo, my homie works there, and I just took the whole crew. And when we got there, mm. it was this 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 old man at the door. This cheap old man, <laughs> and he was like, "It's like three dollars per person." I'm like, "I'm like, dog, why you gotta bust my balls? I'm bringing you such a..." And then like he goes, "Call me a dog," and I'm like, "No, no, not literally." And I just get blindsided <laughs> by a ponytail by a dude who looks like Ron Jeremy in yeah, a Joe yeah, Pesci yeah. jacket, and he like pins me on the wall. And then I'm, I just remember there was so many of us, and I'm like, and I'm a kid, right? I'm like 17 years old, you know, and I'm like. You see what's happening right now? And he's you like, don't need you're this. out. You don't need this. That was crazy. You <laughs> had to pay like, the door. And then then you like, had to tip the man that yeah. brought you to your so table. I'm like, yo, stop busting my balls, dog. I'm bringing you a good crowd. We're going to spend yeah, yeah. money. Yo, the guy's like, you're out. <laughs> I look down and I'm like, I think you're out. And he turns around. There's 15 guys around. They yoke him up, drag him, throw him outside. Bouncer comes running down. What's going on? He was a giant. Oh, that's too but funny. it was me, and then he goes, "Bless, what happened?" And then, uh, okay, come in, come in. Oh, Still causing trouble. You you knew back then that you guys were gonna be great friends, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> we didn't know. No? Not based on that. He was like, "Oh, this guy's gonna." We have a or share a cell together. Yeah. <laughs> but Sane did end up um, giving me great advice and babysitting me many nights on tour, <laughs> removing uh, glasses from my hand and calming me down. And all jokes aside, I had to be the sane one, literally, right? of the crew. He so. was very sane, and um, and was a great uh, friend and a great big brother to me, and always gave me great advice. So I really appreciated <laughs> Thank you, that. No, 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 no emotional shit, but I really appreciated that because you know some people, especially right now that are you know popping in the media, yeah. might not have some of the Too great many yes advice. Men. 
exactly some good you know that they lack good advice from their big homies yeah. and you know same being older than me and being somebody i looked up to i always respected his advice and his opinion thank and you thank man. god i took it <laughs> and i'm still here so at, thank times. You. at thank times you. at times <laughs> <laughs> like fuck that now nah, i'm doing it <laughs> well when i was past a certain level i'm like yeah son because i then i had the influence from guru when he'd bring out the l kid <laughs> when he'd bring out the l kid he'd be like nah son fuck That's that the devil on one side and the angel on the other so so, you know, rest in peace, guru. Yeah, rest in peace, guru. Talk, talk on the man for a minute, just to the legend. You were, you were, uh, uh, honored. Uh, like, I, I'm trying to use the right wording here. Uh, you were, you were given the honor of being able to work with him. And, yeah. and I mean, you obviously earned your stripes because the man is, I mean, he's in my top 10 dead or yeah. alive, but I'd say most people like top five lyricists dead or alive. Like, he was in my top five before I met him. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A gangstar yeah. as a group was in my top five before I ever met Guru. Give me a little bit just, just on that. Like, um, well, for, the when, people, for the people who don't know. When I was in high school, you know, it was, it was Nas, Big, Gangstar, um, Tribe, and then Diamond, Jay. Diamond D, well. No, Diamond uh, D, Pooba, yeah. of course. But I mean, just a big influence on me I would have to say was Nas and Gangstar, yeah. like major in those like formative years. So um, way before I ever met Guru, it was always a dream of mine to be able to work with Preem or with both of them. Right. And um, I remember seeing him walking into Funkmaster Flex's birthday party when I was a kid and it had to be maybe like 98 or 99 and I was starstruck just seeing him walk in, but we didn't get to talk. You know what I mean? And I, I didn't even get in the party. I was too young. And... Um, you know, a couple of years later, I ended up meeting him through, uh, through my manager at the time who was friends with him. And, you know, we kind of just clicked just like me and Saint. See, everything that happened um, when you would develop a relationship with another artist or whatever, it was very organic. Yeah. There was no... There was no uh, bullshit back there then. There was no bullshit. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. no email. There was no nothing. So, I mean, you had to earn people's respect. You had to earn people's trust. They had to like your character. And if you vibed as, as, as humans, then it would organically turn into yeah. making music together mm -hmm. so um i kind of um became very good friends with guru and he signed me to his label and the rest was history around the same time where i bump into this gentleman yeah. and i was like pretty much in my mind it only made sense for him to be my dj i think i remember saying i think this would be a great fit and i said all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> articulately <laughs> like that um all right and, All right. um, okay, we'll meet back. We'll meet up after. Yeah. Stoop's going on now. Yeah, I was like, yo, <laughs> I was like, yo, I don't know if you heard, but I'm 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 fucking with Guru. Um and I'm yeah, working exactly. on this yeah, album. That's what said. Yeah. And yo, I want you to be my DJ. You know? All right. And, and that was it. And it was him DJing and once in a blue moon, if he was sick or he couldn't make it, Red Dread would fill yeah. in. But he was Give he me a little bit on Red Dread, because I I'm not familiar. I mean I, I, I know the face. I know you from face only right. quite. But like, I tried to before we started the podcast. I'm like, and you're like, no, nah, I've seen too many people in my life. Like, nah, <laughs> like that's not what I said. No, no. But, you, <laughs> but I mean, you, you you said like in the last thirty years, but, right? I, like, but I've met so many people. Like, I understood. And, I I knew where you were going. He meant he meant in the scene. I'm sure. Like, just from around. Like, no, no, no yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, if you don't give me like a, I didn't give me like one situation where <laughs> you met me. Like, a specific. It'll come right back to me. Like, boom. But right. um, but red dread, well now he has no dreads. Okay, so now he's redhead. <laughs> so he's red redhead. <laughs> uh, but red dread was a uh, DJ. He came up at the same time as me. Uh, I don't think he started DJ at the same time as me. I think it was because I know I know him from after. Dawson. Yeah. I don't think it, it a lot of people right knew away. Red Dread from right. being like one of the residents at the iconic Sona, yeah, yeah the big yeah. after hour club. That was like the Ooh. Studio Fifty Four. Okay, now you're talking my language. So Red Dread that was, was the shit. Red Dread. Okay, so shit. now yeah. hold on. I used to sit on a speaker and trip out on ecstasy by myself in there. So that like, was I Red Dread on a Saturday. Like, no, like oh, you by I literally. <laughs> I had some great nights that weren't by myself, but like a lot of times, <laughs> everyone had great nights at Sona. That was, so that was, that was every a, night was a great night at Sona. Wow. That was a beautiful place. That yeah, was a man. beautiful time, a beautiful place. What I just passed there just the other day, and I'm like, oh my god, it's really gone now. Yeah, it was now that was really gone. Could never be duplicated. It was a time of uh, like all time high corruption in the city. Everything was tolerated. It was insane. One of the first after hours in the world, people. Yeah, yeah, right. And and it was popping. 
every night that it was open. Thursday nights, remember open bar? There was, the a bar bar. Was there. there was a bar. There was a sauna bar. Till three. Till they shut three? down three. Everybody goes before, downstairs. Before they shut it off. Bro, like, yeah. bar, I remember three o'clock. Okay, go. You go you first. Can I have order stories now. Go. A tray of 50 rum and cokes. Mm. You give the bartender, mm -hmm. you know, a buck a drink, whatever you want. Man, I wish I remembered his name. He was one of the best bartenders in the city, too. Yes. I know who you're talking about. He was great. He was like the I Tom a, Cruise of cocktail. I had a little... A little kafarful with him once, but then we recovered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the I best. Pulled a, I pulled a, 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 a very... He was the best. He was I the best. On him. But, but yes, but then again, he shouldn't have fed me a hundred rum and coke. Right. If you overserve, right. you get, you get he an overserve. the kid. I was hyperactive <laughs> as it was. Right. But, all for you. <laughs> I mean, I drank a lot of them. And keep in mind, you know, Everyone in the crew were alcoholics. So you had Ray Ray, my producer, who also was a DJ at Sona. You had Dread. You had, you know, he might have came through a couple times too with us, even when he wasn't playing. We didn't include the pre-drinking. Oh my God. We hold up. So we'd put the Mickey in the crate of records, which I would be in charge of smuggling in to, to get in. <laughs> oh, don't worry, you don't have to be on the guest list. Just put your hand on the crate. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. like a brat, I drop it as soon as we get in. Carry your own records. Those are from <laughs> death stairs though. Right, the death stairs with the heavy. <laughs> so we had the blue recycling bins full of records, heavy as heavy as a, as a sack of bricks. Metal stairs were dangerous when they were so wet. So we would put the Mickey in, we, get, we secure the Mickey in the booth, yeah. Then we go up to the bar yeah. and we start ordering trays of drinks, never ending. Then you're so drunk you can't see. And then you go back into the devil's lair, into the subterrane, that sauna. Right? And the ceiling's every, dripping. Every misfit <laughs> character. Ugh. You know, doesn't matter the nationality, doesn't matter the scene you're in, doesn't matter if you're a street dude or a square, if you're a regular chick or a stripper. It was utopia. Everyone's there at three o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Studio 54. Mm -hmm. Crazy. And there's 700 people at the door, Waiting. no lineup, and, and they're pointing. They're that's picking it, you up. They're pointing. And like, you better have three girls with you for yeah. every guy, otherwise five you're- rows, yeah. Five rows at the back red baseball hat you're good no one you're with else is coming in right that's what they used to do they used to separate groups <laughs> yeah, they the were thing terrorized. is no one could complain because like oh fuck okay maybe okay. we're next maybe we're next maybe and we're it was next. so ill to get Some in could be there all night and never get in right yo exactly and it was so ill to get in that i don't even think people's friends were mad if you got in they're like bro i gotta go it's like, oh, yo, go 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 <laughs> exactly tell them to point me out exactly exactly <laughs> and um how was bring, it you bring back some yeah, shit right it, it now. I crazy, forgot. Bro. It was really some surreal shit. And I remember the first time I went, I was 14 years old. And I went because Ray and them and uh, Red Red were DJing. Right. So the homies got me in and I was like, oh, uh, fuck. When did it start? When, like, um, I, Sona? I, Sona started a couple years before that. Like, I was too young to go. For when it first, this is maybe two, two years. I started time. Sona in, I think, 99. 99. And I think it was open maybe two, three years before that. So, yeah, wow. this is around 99, wow. what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Okay. This I, is see, my... I, I had no idea it was that long. I remember, I remember it started in 99. When did Princess Diana die? Wow. That's how you're going to remember Sona? Because mm. I remember where. Oh, these, gee, are, these, shit. Are, these are points of like where I remember mm. where I was. Histori so I historical. It's like, it's like when exactly. Kennedy got shot. Our parents exactly, have that one, right? I was in Sona hearing that news. I'm like, oh, uh. shit. Uh, I think it was 98, 97, 98. I could fact check. I could fact check. I would probably say 97 it started. I know it was before the millennium. 97 like it started because I was too young to go in 97. Right. 99 is probably when I first went. It was oh, I've been hearing about it. Yeah. And you probably were DJing around the same time when I first Yeah, so it had to be 98, 99. I remember I went there and I knew I had no business being in a nightclub at 5 in the morning. And I knew my moms would be fucking pissed. And then I was just like, rogue i'm like i'm not going home because that was way before six that even there was no such thing as social media yo i'm like so i'm not going you home. heard about sona it's like whoa did you do a lot of drugs in there yeah but nobody even knew it was a crazy shit mm -hmm. right it was a fucking mm -hmm. london style phone booth in the middle of the club not like you was, could there was hear. a fucking cage in the back oh it was crazy <laughs> i i remember i i have a couple good ones but i remember i two girls one i was seeing the other one was like a family friend this like came with and right. i had to like be nice like because this is family like she's a couple years younger and 
I'm sitting on this leather couch. It's glass tables. Like it's literally like it's meant for drugs. This area. <laughs> we're, we're we're all on ecstasy, and uh, the two girls start making out right in front of me. Like I have two girls. Whoa! I have two girls on either <laughs> side of me. Like right so in my you didn't, face. You didn't need to influence. Right, them. and then and then like some dude sits down on the table and starts like really like getting close. And I looked over him, like over the two girls. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that was the honest response to it. That, that's totally believable. It was, it, was, it was an interesting moment where it's like, you're ruining my fucking fantasy here. Like, <laughs> fuck off, buddy. Now, that 90, was a, 97. That's 97? when it started. Yeah, that's I was there in 97. Wow. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get into like 99 probably. But, yeah, I'm going to be around the same time. And I probably went for a year or two. And like, I do like a three or six month stretch and then be like, I'm not touching this place. Cause like, <laughs> I'm too young to be a drug addict. Like it's, just, it's not a good, it's not a good look. You know what I mean? So you're just addicted. You're and addicted I'd always, I'd, I'd always go with, uh, with Corey Shapiro. Right. Oh yeah. The yeah, sunglass yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. And he'd go right upstairs and we'd meet for hash joints when we were tripping out too hard. And he'd come back downstairs to the rap room. That like I said, the whole city, any walk of life, if you were around at that time, everybody ends up there. It right. didn't matter the walk of life. I mean, it, it, mm -hmm. it was just, it, it was unparalleled. And by the way, not to cut you guys off, but I'd like definitely for the audience to chime in, anybody who's tuning in, definitely feel free to drop your if you've been to Sona, best talk about Sona it. story in the comments. Mm -hmm. If you've been to Sona, if you heard crazy things at Sona, we'd love to hear your stories. Every time I DJ though, I have like, as soon as I start, all the weed heads showed up. So there's a little spot right next to the turntable. Big Mo, everybody, yeah. everybody had their grinders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there Ready. with Big Mo. We were everybody there. Everybody had a different pile, and then they'll like mix it up, like roll the shit. Yo, it was crazy, man. That was a, that was a great time. So. Damn, I wish I took pictures. Well, you didn't have a phone with with a camera. Yeah, a well, we had the disposable. <laughs> had yeah, a flip phone. Green text. But back then it was kind of like <laughs> it was kind of like a no no to like take pictures. It, you know what I mean? You look like a groupie trying to take too many you're right, pictures. You're right. You're right. The was mindset like, was different. And that would let the mystique to the clubs. And nobody had, nobody, nobody was taking pictures. True. There. Exactly. You're just there to have fun. And you wanted to go there to see what's popping and inside. And you could play anything in there. I remember D12. Anything popped off. I remember D12 being there. Just like hanging yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. There was one night I was there. D12's there. And it's like proof's like just chilling in the club. One night I actually was the one who took proof out. That might have been me really? who brought him I, there. I, I probably saw you that night and didn't know who you were. Yeah. Like, I probably owned your album. I took, and proof, didn't even I took like, proof in D12 twice. Once it was after the anger management tour when Limp Bizkit and M were performing. Right. I took, M was there. I took once. all exactly. Mm -hmm. I took all the D12 to sessions came, on Crescent. He came there earlier right. though. Eminem was there when it was like he was when doing he first like, first yeah. came like out. He like he did like like a, a French like high uh, like gymnasium or yeah, something. yeah yeah yeah. I went to that show. Oh, University of Montreal. University of Montreal. Ricky brought him. Ricky brought him for that one. Um. That show, I, I did more ecstasy. I liked ecstasy <laughs> at the time. And um, what ended up happening, I was wearing a Gerald Wilkins jersey. Oh, and, shit. And I'm like in like the second row. I'm all fucked up. And like he's fucking the blow up doll of Christina. And it's like, it's, it's a party. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and what ends up happening is some dude tries to like take the shirt off my back as I'm like partying. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no, that's not, that's not happening. Like. He literally tried to jack my shirt from rape. <laughs> That's hip hop. That's hip hop. Oh, that was funny. That's, That's a hip hop, hip -hop. story. That's a hip hop story. That's hip -hop. I did like that. That was a good, that was a my kind of hip hop. Sometimes to try and take your jersey right off your back. Um, He's like, hold on, hold on. Let me just. University of University of Montreal. Eminem like literally just dropped his album. It's like his eighth spot. Like after dropping the album is, is Montreal. We got lucky on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did a show, I think, like two local acts opened up yeah. and they were both French and yeah. it was like literally like 1,700 people. You know, like 3,000 maybe max. Like, right. like it was like a small ass venue in a hockey arena right. and you get Eminem like fresh off an album release. It was yeah. a special one. Speaking of that, from your perspective, uh, being part of most of these major shows, who do you, what were the standout, what were some of the standout craziest shows that you were part of or that you witnessed? You know, there's stories of boot camp getting chased. Oh, yeah. Right. There. Um, there's stories of Ice Cube getting chased. Oh, actually, boot camp was getting chased. They were just. There was a little. Ice Cube. A little they, didn't, they, didn't their, they, didn't their, they didn't get their money. It was boot camp. That was with all of them. Boot camp, Helta, uh, Helta Skelta, uh, Black Moon, mm -hmm. and. Uh, 
OGC. Mm-hmm. And it was a big show. Everybody's waiting for it to come out, but they didn't get their money yet. Mm. A very early Then everybody Montreal saw movie. the riot in there, right? So by, <laughs> so by, the ride for anything. So by the time they're riding, then you see boot camp showing up and they're standing on the stage like, damn, what's going on? They're like, come on, dude. You know what's going on. <laughs> and at that time, Red Jet was DJing. <laughs> so when the time was going on, he, he was running out of records. It's like he couldn't play anything else. So there was one point, I'm standing, I'm standing there watching him and he ducks to get a lot of vinyl. A bottle flew right over his head. Uh, Ooh. It didn't break because it was like a curtain. So like how it hit, it fell. Yeah. It didn't break. He didn't even know. It's like, dude, get off of there. <laughs> get on. Get, get off of there. What? What's going on? <laughs> it was crazy. Was there an ice cube story? Nah. You remember I seen him that? once. I seen him once, but I, I never DJ for that one. Didn't the only time I know he shoot, he showed up was uh, the Snoop. Snoop had a bigger tour. No, wasn't Ice Cube on that one? Like uh, WC and those guys. No, that wasn't us. I went to that. That was a that was a lynch mob. I remember the lynch mob show. Okay, I, I could it was be him. That. WC, uh, uh, Mac Ten. No, not Mac Ten. What's his name? Who was original in the lynch mob before he had to do the jail thing? There's one guy. There's one guy like original lynch mob. He had to do like forty three years or some shit. Mm, Did well, some yeah, robbery. Yeah, know you know what I'm talking. About. If you see the face. Um, when he that's when he first left NWA lynch mob. The first lynch mob. Right. Yeah. Uh, Steady B? Like no, he's, no, no. He's recording in New Steady York. B's he was uh, robbing banks too, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there was a lynch mob. There was a group called Lynch Mob. Mm-hmm. I remember. Or whatever. Question. I think my favorite show was Tribe. It was Tribe, Outcast, before they were Outcast. Tribe, Outcast, and it was one of the group. Were you at De La Soul. Were you at Smoking Grooves, Tribe, Fuji's, and Cypress Hill? Yep. That was a great show. I seen <laughs> that Cypress fucking joint that fucking joint. Real had. Whoa. That shit was crazy. That was I, wasn't, I wasn't at that. I heard stories. I was, I, was I was there in the front row with TFS. That was a great hip-hop moment. Were you at Kara? Was it Gangstar on that too? No, they were on the year before, the year after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember they were on Smoking Grooves, but not that year. I'm, I remember the, that. Uh, Redman, Method Man, DMX. That was a big one that came here. That was like the and Jay Z oh, uh, and Jay Z, yeah, the Rock the Rock Bike Tour. I was there. I seen that. I was there. That was that was that dope. was incredible. That, I I think that's that was like the first big rap show that I saw at the Bell oh, Center where it was wow. like, yeah. and I remember like one of my my buddies was sitting down and I'm like, you know, you don't sit for this. Ever. <laughs> he, said, he just he didn't he didn't know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. was yeah that that was a that was definitely a magical time, very inspirational. That that uh, late '90s, early 2000s vibe that. We grew up on. Was, I mean, that was, that was ninety-five. No, ninety-seven. 96? Maybe no, yeah, 90, 98, 99, something like that. Ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Because I remember, like, when Jay was on, oh. and he was doing the oldest shit, like reasonable doubt shit, and we're all rapping the words. And everybody's oh. like, "What song is this?" And when that one in a million, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the do right guy. Yeah, Woo! it was crazy. That shit was, that was crazy. crazy. That shit was crazy. Uh, so moving along. Okay, I was I was gonna say, saying, uh, best show you've ever DJed. Tribe, because you, you said favorites, outcast. your favorites. I'm saying most live, most hype, like where you just like you went home and like you can't sleep for hours. As in con- concert, or yeah. you mean like uh, no, you club. you actually being the DJ. What was like the most live moment at a concert? Concert, man, not a bad one. Like seven point two on ten question. <laughs> uh oh, Raekwon. Ooh. Okay. Raycon was the okay. best one. And, Reason and, why? Is yeah, that his DJ couldn't make it, and I had to be his DJ too. Mm. Mm. So I was just running through rule records, whatever you got. That's the thing. The first time people heard uh, Wu Gambino. Mm. That's sick. Um, yeah, that was dope. Around that was the Cuban dope. links. Uh, Did his stuff, and then he started just start playing some Wu records. Wow. That's dope. And that's the first that's time I really played with sick, Gambino. Man. That's a moment. And that, was a, that was some dope shit. That's a moment. And he was spitting their, he was spitting their verses. Was For dope. those who aren't familiar with Sane, who <clears throat> might be watching in other cities, um, personally, the reason I wanted Sane to be my DJ is because I had never seen a better party rocker locally. Like, Sane, mm. Sane goes the extra mile in terms of, you know, he... He switches the records really fast. You know, a lot of DJs are lazy. They put two verses of the record. Mm. They blend it. They mix it. Chicka chicka play that. 
the speed at which Sane was switching records and the vibe that he was he was creating and generating. I had to entertain, like was super entertaining. If you hear the music at home, it's one way to hear it. But if you're coming out to hear, I'm gonna present it to you a different way. Oh yeah, he would do. Right? He would do like a Biggie versus Pox that I remember, yeah. and then the best of Biggie, but like not even a verse. Like the intro, then the next. Bam, 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 And then the, the pot comes off. <laughs> and then the but then he'd do the same shit with a Bob Marley set at yeah. the end. And yeah, the vibe yeah. is just like, you're just like putty by the end when you're By that time, you know I was looking I mean? up to uh, Kid Capri, yeah. Jazzy Jazz. Yeah, your inspirations. Tell us about Flex. Blue. Nah. No? Blue <laughs> <laughs> so, made some mixtapes. Okay, I'm off. Really? Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Club wise, no. Club wise, nah. Mixtapes, I have all those mixtapes. I'm talking okay. about. <laughs> okay, Sane, fair, to play in the fair. party. Sane is uh, Sane is a real party rocker. Same age, so I, I don't think I was. Yeah, I wasn't listening to Clue. To be a mixtape DJ is like one maybe thing. Twice. To be a mixtape DJ is one thing. Yes, Clue got great features, great collaborations. But I was going always going to New York and getting Hot 97. At that time, Flex was. The, the man he still I, I always the man. thought flex like like was off for some reason like he like fucked with the artists almost like he like he'd almost like back then I, his style was always weird to me for some reason i don't know why but like i felt like even when he did like a live something like it would always felt like it was a bit off no maybe i don't know i i got i got a weird vibe from flex i only see, I only see him live once but everything else was like I'm, I'm, off the I'm radio. talking internet like, solely, like from what yeah, I've yeah. seen, and it's like he's almost like fucking with the artists, like the well, that's lately now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, generating likes and he's trolling. The BPMs are like you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But back then, you have to understand that there was nobody like Flex. The clues took their cue from Flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Flex was the first radio personality, outspoken guy, screaming on the records, yeah. breaking the tracks. records, doing original joints, doing yeah. what D, he laid the blueprint for the Khalids and, oh. and then the, the clue. The called Flex Bomb. There you go. Mm -hmm. And to me, Sane was, I would always say the closest to a Flex mm. in terms of being that guy, which is why I wanted him to, to bring our live show to a next level, right? Because, you know, he was capable of whipping the crowd up before I even got on and beyond held his yeah. own so i felt like we were a powerhouse always even when we did the guru tour that was crazy yeah and then when when guru was like okay you know preem's not going to come on this tour it's just going to be solo i'm going to fucking bring you as my main guy to back me up i was like yo thanks I want, keith i want I'm, i want my dj to dj for us i would be more comfortable and then he was like is like is he dope and i'm like bro are you sure are he's, you sure i'm like he's more than dope I'm like he's 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 got remember, he's got this. You would ask me like, okay, you do this, this, this. I'm like, all right. That's like the way you say like, I want you to be. I'm like, all right. So he'd be like, yo, what's up? So you man is you still skeptical? He was like, yo, are you sure he could do this? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, bro. Right. I'm like, the show was at an Aria. Yeah, that was the first show at Aria here New in Montreal. Here yeah, in Montreal. New Year's. I had already toured a lot in the states with Guru, but this was our first coming back to Canada, and we were gonna mm. do an entire tour in Canada starting with aria in montreal and aria, that was nuts. aria was an after hours at the time yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah. there was like three or four after hours i i don't know if i hit that Sona one it was the first and then aria and red light i think red light came after red light red light was in red light aria. that was that was laval, laval. laval. i remember yeah. going there i didn't like that vibe but then nah, aria kind of kind of took the reins as uh sona faded out yeah, yeah, yeah. and then aria became the number one place for um, you know, guys like Tiesto on the electronic side, yeah. and then like Kid Capri. Like, there's almost nobody we didn't have on the hip hop. You know, I side. always remember it, Sona, and I never like saw her. Mistress Barbara. I yes. heard that name like 40 I never times. saw her either. Right? She I, was upstairs. She was upstairs, and they were like, everyone that was a big deal, Mistress Barbara. And I'm yeah. just like, all right. Like, they had the dopest DJ booth upstairs. Oh my God. Bro, the they had dopest. a VIP Go in, in and the then DJ a booth. Room in the back, the yeah. fuck plates of fucking fruit and shit we got shit, shit all man shit. <laughs> but room. yo you know what i used to do i was a little weasel i used to let all these guys enjoy the hip-hop and say yeah i'll be gone guys i come back two hours later i snuck into that bro there was a vip where the dj booth but through the dj booth there was a, nice was a room. secret room yeah, yeah. on top that dope. nobody even knew about Dope. So we had many a wild parties happening in there. Dope. That was, was no dope. holds barred. I come back two, three hours later. We say, yo, I thought you left. I said, oh, no, I just went to the bathroom. <laughs> because I didn't want to fuck up my flex. I had a magic rabbit hole that I found in the club. <laughs> and I wasn't letting nobody into that motherfucker. 
Oh, that shit was crazy. Ridiculous. So, like, we could talk about some. This episode is pretty much Sona at this point. Like, <laughs> we forgot about Montreal hip hop. It's like, oh, fuck, yeah, no, hold Sona. on. This <laughs> was talking about the real Montreal scene. But no one, no one was performing there. It was, it was. You go there afterwards to get fucked up. Ooh, like, Rayquan performed. No, they had once. a lot yeah, of shows. I, I've, at never, Sona. I've never seen it perform. I've Rayquan I, I performed there once. In the, in the house room. Cardinal did a great Cardinal. show back in the day. They were doing smaller, like, club gigs. More like a tunnel kind this of. This is before, before the after hours thing started, right? No, yeah, I, yeah. I, no as yeah, after hours, Sona. No, no, but I'm saying, no, I'm saying, saying like, no, like the time wise. The show would be in the house room. Oh, yes, right? yes, yes, yes. So yes, it would have to be before. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I thought you meant era wise, wasn't no, it? No, no, no. I'm saying like actual rooms. Yes, like. they did shows. But I think Aria really took the reins once... Sona uh, started fading. Aria came with that budget, and I was the guy booking a lot of the hip hop, yeah. right? So that's how I got my feet wet as a as a promoter in a serious way. I didn't know. I didn't know you promoted like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was booking all the hip hop special events, most of them, anyways. All, every New Year's was us, and that's when I started bringing uh, Royce the Five Nine, Guru, Afu, Afu, Kid Capri. We did Nas, Beat Nuts, and Tony Touch for Swirl. Um, and Sane was usually part of the events just by being Sane. And that was then, the longest fucking night ever. <laughs> and, but those were crazy parties. Right? Olympic Stadium. Olympic Stadium, yeah. Olympic Stadium? Yeah. World. The world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nas, Beat Nuts, Tony Touch, myself, Sane. Sane had to take a nap before the fucking show. It was insanity. And I had to go to Christian the next day, drunk. It was wow. insanity. I thank still have God pictures from that. Thank God I was the Godfather because I was falling asleep at the I fucking I think our day. producer <laughs> slash director might have a scanned picture from that party so maybe There's? we'll try and flash it. yeah I, I scanned through actually i have some i have a picture a dope picture of you and guru that i have to give to you too that i feel yeah, yeah i guess mm. um but um all that to say great time so in in continuing with sane's career so you get your feet wet we got 10 minutes he's got a, he's got a meeting to go you to. start you start <laughs> playing everywhere um how did you see the scene evolve what's changed um from we hold on we left out like my whole part of like me being a part of montreal hip-hop i want to talk a little bit please <laughs> right? i thought we were so trying like, to wrap it like, up let's yeah, go yeah, like like there there was an era where where i was a part of it and i'll say a part of it like i was i was well being, you've been a part of it since the beginning from the sounds of how I long mean, uh, you were at every i think he was like the um the, was, the waldo like, he was the where's waldo of the hip-hop scene he was, he was there but we didn't know him i was creeping i wasn't friends with anybody i was just like you know but not seen right <laughs> seen but not heard um no um no because he said waldo you don't see him I, I, I was speaking to you guys off, off camera about don carnage and like the, the studio yeah, 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 yeah. so like that's where I, like my in started and i remember bringing in full course and when full course came in he's like he said to me something along the lines of like don't try to do too much don't try to like uh overextend yourself do one thing stick to one thing and i couldn't i couldn't do it <laughs> i'm like i'm running a studio i want to i want to book shows i want to but you got to find manager you know like, or you just needed to keep busy no i like i i saw this 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 opportunity Vision. to be yeah, a part yeah. of something and you were passionate and i'm like about and i'm like, I'm like Fuck, i gotta do this now right, right, right. so i want to do everything and then i realized like okay i need to make money so i'm gonna stick on the show side of things right i'm gonna i'm gonna make these shows and i don't know if you remember west is major yeah i remember that. that's me oh okay. that's that's me and that's my claim to fame montreal hip-hop like we brought, you heard it here first. We we brought uh -huh. we brought the hood out. Like right. like every like borough in the city was was fucking with us at that point. Right, and it's because the cops weren't coming there. And right, right, right. I get calls in the morning from the owner of of uh, Bourbon, and he'd be like, uh, "There's like 300 Heineken bottles in my parking lot, and I don't serve Heinekens." <laughs> He's like, "What's going on?" They were bringing out like no joke, like. 200 300 people that were just in the parking lot like as if it's like houston texas Damn. you know what i mean like we, this was bourbon north bourbon west, west. on on sources oh okay because that was a bourbon north. It was, it was a wild time like and we we had uh boy blue first show ever uh right. i blast first show ever like there was some big guys that like are players to this day who uh they had their first show when they started the west is major uh bad news brown yeah, would, rest in peace. Red, rest in peace. Would, would come to the shows he never performed. Right. But uh, Dutch, rest in peace. Like, right. like the, peace. this was an era where like, like shit was popping, was and huge. everyone, yeah, 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 everyone was friends, right? Mm -hmm. Like, everyone was was buddies with each other. It was like it was a weird time where like, you know, Burgundy well, fucked with like everybody's the, around yeah, and working it, together. Fucking, it was special, man. It was really special. Rest in peace, Dutch. Rest in peace. Bad news. That would have continued if those those tragedies didn't happen, obviously. They did that that money show, the Young Money Show, or whatever yeah, what yeah. they call it. It was, I forget the name of it. You know what I'm talking about, though. Terrible. Uh, anyways, that's that. After 
<laughs> after that, like I'm I'm done. I don't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do this. There's no bullets in my life. Like that's not for me. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. right Rest right. in peace, those guys. Like absolutely. Rest uh, in peace that, to everybody. That's that's where that hip hop in Montreal kind of took a backseat, and we started. But now it's now it's coming back up. Young, well, we got new, we got the Nate Hussers. We got we got some real players that are like the K goons, right? So yeah, how do, you, how, do you, how, how do you feel about that? Who are you checking from from the younger cats coming up? I like K goons. Hold on, can I ask one thing? <clears throat> were you at the show when K goon and Noriega? No, I wasn't there. When, I heard about it like okay. same night. That was special. Same night. That was a that was a special one. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I cut you off last. Because that's, that's, that's okay. K goons is like one dude. Like that's. I think that's the only artist, Montreal artist, if I'm in a club, people are requesting his song. That he's actually getting that, that, that traction yeah. in the club. like that traction. Like, do you have K-Goons? Do you have 100 bands? Can you play 100 bands? Mm, that's great. Can you play 100 bands? That's Can you play 100 bands? I'm like, damn. All right. I, and that's Kevin Ronnie. And then it. I finally met him and like, yo, just give me everything you got. Like, whatever you get. The yeah, whole, the whole bag. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... It's he's, good. A, he's a great artist. He's a good artist. He, right? Who else he are you checking for? Uh, there's a French artist, K-Bands. Uh, Mags is still doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Mags has a, a project. Yeah, coming out. Right? Mags got a project. We did a photo shoot recently with him. Right. Shout uh, out, Mags. Bang Squire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Derwick. Shout out to Derwick. Bang Squire just dropped a new project. It's hard. Yeah? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kick a rap. <laughs> And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. good for Durwork for having like a, a next generation guy yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like still relevant. The new generation like, nice. is, is pretty good. It's Shout pretty out to good. Dirt. Thanks, Absolutely. Brian. And you you really like that bless because that's like that's real rap. That's not that's not uh, filters and uh, yeah. We have some mutual friends that have that have played me a couple joints. Yeah, he's he's Absolutely. really uh, even Cardi shouts him out like he he sees he knows the scene out here. Nice. Uh, one another dude, Ricky Ricky J. Ricky uh, he's a Haitian artist. He was on his way, kind of, but then he had to fall back a bit when Lajon Slim. Oh the yes, man, yes, he got yes, locked yes, up. Yes, so yes, like, yes. that's who he was rolling he was, with. He was messing with. Yeah, yeah. Guys. So nice. But uh, who yeah, else? Yeah. Um, scene's looking vibrant. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's looking good these days. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, listen. There's no reason that the scene should not keep progressing, especially with all the tools that we have now. Yeah. Social media and makes the Toronto, world a lot right? smaller. Like Toronto's obviously our uh, like we're the little brother at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you look, you look at Toronto and what's going on there. I mean, that's a first class city. Montreal's with, always you know, been an artist. Like Montreal's, we, need, we need one gold artist, just one. one. Well, we'll guys, let's not like, forget, man. K Tranada came out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah. A track came out of here. There's a lot of people doing a lot of big things. Dude, but man, we yeah. sold some records back. We we pretend to. <laughs> We tend to forget because a lot of these guys leave, you know, and they have to yeah, leave yeah. because unfortunately Montreal lacks infrastructure. Yeah. And that's something that I always talk to everybody about. Every time I hear about a new artist, a new producer, a new DJ doing their thing, I always say, hey, listen, no one person can carry a whole movement on their back. Yeah, yeah. In order for a scene to bubble, it's about a movement. It's about everybody. Everybody working together. Exactly. And that's team, why Toronto's winning. Expand the brand. That's right. And that's why Toronto's winning. Yes, Drake was the first and is 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 definitely, you know, pretty much one of the biggest. But then you got Weekend, Party Next Door, yeah. Tory Lanes, Magic Jordan, uh, dozens of producers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I then, just for Drake the way he that, where he's at right now it's it set the tone for everybody to look at Toronto it's like okay who else is in Toronto exactly and a lot of people made it yeah. because that light came yeah, yeah. but it's not just drake there's dozens of people exactly. in drake's camp that exactly. make a lot of a lot of uh a lot of you know the machine moves. behind yeah. him and 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 he spawned so many people's careers like i have a lot of producer friends that i worked with early in the game yeah. that because of drake um were able to get that light on them yeah. and they're doing fantastic and they yeah. deserve to do fantastic cuz they were dope pre-Drake exactly. you know what I mean they're I worked talented. with them because they were talented yeah. but sometimes it just takes <clears throat> one project to shine a light yeah. mm-hmm. and when that happens we as a scene we as a scene have to remember to support each other yeah, support to put each other up because we can all benefit from it and actually partially this show um that's why I wanted to uh, be part of this project mm. was to create a legit platform right. for everybody in the city to come on, mm-hmm. talk their shit, 
tell their story right. and create a community around a scene that's been vibrant for a long time but has been looked over because people don't work together. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? That's and lack, I think that's what lacks on the city. We we both we, we we both understand that and that is definitely one of the main reasons I wanted one of the first episodes to feature you because you've been a staple forever. You've been mm. a guy who's, you know, helped a lot of people. You've been a guy who was always uh, you know, had your ears and eyes open checking right. to support people. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to you and thank you so for coming on, my brother. No problem. And we're going to keep this vibe going. We're going to yeah. keep this discussion going. We're going to shut off the cameras, but we're going to keep talking. For, we got things to talk about. And everybody out there, don't be shy. Drop your comments below. Let us know what you want to see more yep, of. Yep. Let us know who you want to see coming up on here. Let me know. Me. We're here. We're here. <laughs> We're we're here to show your face. We're <laughs> that, was, that was like a cheap plug. Show your face. <laughs> we're here to give a voice to Montreal. We're here to give a platform to Canadian yes, hip hop. Yes, and um, shout out my co-hostess with the mostest. Let the me mostest. know. Shout out my brother, quite sane, the legendary. Of course, I'm your boy, Bless. This is the moment of truth. Peace.